Let's say you go to a mm-hmm. grocery store, right? Yeah. Is grocery store like a central Wisconsin term that no. makes me sound dumb? Okay. Let's say you go to a grocery. <laughs> grocer. A market. A market. Let's say you go to the bodega and you uh, purchase an <laughs> apple, right? Mm-hmm. You wash the apple, yes, before you consume the apple? I'd say 98% of the time. Okay. Why? Um, theoretically, like there's some coating of whatever that I can just wash What is that? Off no, no, no. That's what I'm asking. What are you talking about? What is that? Pesticides. Mm, okay. But if there was a layer of pesticides on apples, wouldn't there need to be a sign next to them that says you need to wash these or you'll die? No, no, absolutely not. Because I don't think you die if you eat it. It, what? Food safety is a thing. If there was a coating on apples that was bad for you, wouldn't there have to be some sort of documentation? No, like everything's bad for you. I mean, maybe if you go to like, gosh darn California. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gavin Newsom. Yeah. I mean, okay. like, uh, uh, yeah, it seems like the actual solution is soap and water. And that way you're also solving for any germies. Solution to what? What are you talking about? To germies also. Because the other thing is like everyone's just grabbing these apples. Gumming them a little bit. Like testing to see if they're real or not. And then there's like some two-year-old who just took their hand in their poopy pants and they're grabbing the apples. Mommy, mommy. (laughs) You can keep poop other places as well. That's true. Okay, well, welcome to Pillows on the Windows. (laughs) It's a film podcast, Scar. Yeah. Hooray. Woo. My name's Tucker. Pillowspodcast at gmail.com is our email address. <laughs> I'm not going to make a <gasps> fake submission to the uh, email. Someday Aww. someone will email us and I'll say, <laughs> I'm not going to read that on air. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. <laughs> it's like a very thoughtful question. <laughs> yeah. It could fill some time, but no. No, no. We have other things to talk about. What would you like to talk about first, Car? I mean, I just watched Time Cop. Okay. So we could hit what's fresh of thought. Sure, Time Cop. Okay. <laughs> now, Cara, you're unfamiliar with Jean-Claude Van Damme's oeuvre, is that correct? Yeah, I don't recall ever seeing one of his movies. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I've only seen Hard Target, which I think is very good. Like, very good in, like, uh, this is just, like, stupid fun. This is only a question you would ask regarding certain actors. Yes. (laughs) Certain actors that you haven't seen any of their movies before, Carly, except Time Hop. Everybody can make a bad movie once in their lives. Uh, Hard Target is a John Woo film. Okay. Very strange. I like it a lot. In general? It just, it feels kind of like it has that outer touch to it, while okay. also still being a an extremely dumb early 90s action movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. And it's mm. a weird mishmash, and I like it a lot. That's kind of cool. I'm also realizing there is like a, a central thread here, right? Because if we go all huh? the way back to the beginning, Van Damme from Sense8! He's the only exposure I had to. Jean-Claude Van Damme before this. Oh, true. But I haven't seen any of uh, Van Damme's like, um, and he has like a trilogy of kickboxing movies or something. I think that's kind of his his main draw. And I haven't seen any of those. I've only seen like 90s Van Damme, which is 
One more tired. He was in the Street Fighter movie, which is one of the worst movies ever made. And he's no good in that movie. But nobody hmm. is. Except Raul Julia. <laughs> as he was dying of cancer. God. Anyway, Time Cop is about Jean-Claude Van Damme. And he's a cop. And then he's a cop in time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's a lot like going on in this movie, I think. Um Bruce might be a problem today. That's okay. Uh, He's never a problem. We love Bruce. Bruce is a cat. I have no I idea why. I want to pet him until it's done. Until <laughs> it's done. Um, so I think like I don't like. Okay, so the analog of this type of thing that works really well for me is okay. the silly, scary movie. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think silly action works super well for me. Uh, okay. At least like silly action that doesn't look good. So you're drawing a parallel to illustrate that this is worse than the thing that you like to you. No, I'm just saying I can't draw as much enjoyment out of it as okay. I can other things of the same quality level, I think. Okay. I can draw a lot of enjoyment out of it because of Ron Silver. I love Ron Silver. <laughs> Which one's Ron Silver? Ron Silver is the evil politician okay, who's always yeah. eating nuts. And he's just amazing <laughs> in this movie. This movie is a crazy cast of just like <laughs> a bunch of people who are in a bunch of other things yeah. in little ways. Yep. It's all like character actors. It's just a movie completely made out of yes. character actors. Exactly. Awesome. Like Sloan from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Sure. And then we have this woman who plays, is it Fielding or whatever? Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's the therapist in Mr. Robot, who's really lovely. <laughs> okay, nice. That's a direct <laughs> um, reference. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the guy at the very beginning who, the, the best scene of the movie is probably the first scene in the movie, where it's just like someone's delivering a report that... Yeah. So here's the thing. We figured out that there's time <laughs> Listen, and now and now we need police for it. It's just yeah. like this is the okay, like it is clearly they're making it clear that it's the first time that anyone in this group has learned that we could travel through time. Yeah. No one cares at all. I love like, it. It's, it's a it's a there's just no consequence of it beyond like, I don't know. How much is Do this going to cost? Pay for it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. I love the any- <laughs> politics in this movie. It feels very uh, prescient in a way. It feels like it's... I, I'm really not trying to be mean about this, but it yeah. feels like it's trying to be prescient. Like, it's like... Yeah. Uh, let's really say something here. <laughs> it's, like, it's so cartoonish. I mean, he's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the pro-life, pro-death party or whatever. It's just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's good, but it's it's corny. It's like... Uh, yeah. It's very... Uh, Biff in Back to the Future 2, just like proto-Trump, because proto-Trump mm. is just like, you know, a character we all know. Yeah, right. Even in the 80s. I guess, it, yeah, to to sort of put the um, cap on what I was saying, the guy who's like delivering a lot of that information is the guy who's like Peter Thiel or the Peter Thiel type in the social network. Oh. Yeah. Which is very fun. I don't think I've ever seen the young version of him. Um, so that was cool. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Time cop. Uh, and then the plot of this movie itself, I think, is not good time travel plot at all. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's confusing. I don't know. It, it's extremely <laughs> confusing. It's not. Uh, it's not fun because it's not. <sighs> there was a connection I was going to make where there's a movie. Oh, Demolition Man is another early '90s mm. action movie. A much better movie where Sil- Sylvester Stallone is frozen now now being when the movie came out and then unfrozen in the future because in the future like pc-ness has gone too far and nobody knows how to police anymore and then there's a terrorist and nobody knows how to deal with it this is the opposite of that where it's like future cop comes back to now yes that's less interesting to me yeah, there. I wouldn't say there's anything interesting about the time travel, which that feels hard <laughs> no. to make time travel. I not disagree. Interesting. I completely disagree because this movie starts with Confederate soldiers moving gold, and then dudes like, "Okay, yes, you that is cool." That yeah, gold. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. he pulls out the laser guns. Come on. Yes, that's very cool. There should have been more of that. I would have yeah. loved to see more like super historical yeah. stuff going on. All the Black Friday, <laughs> Black Friday, whatever it was called in the. The yeah, Great yeah, Depression yeah. kicked in. That was all very good. I thought that was fun. Yeah. And then I they agree. lose that and they never go back to it. And then it's just like Jean Claude Van Damme punching dudes in a warehouse or something for the rest of it. Yeah. I think, and I, I, I sort of assume you agree with me here. Mm-hmm. The design of a lot of the future vehicles is extremely fun. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Where's just so. cars with like Plastic. leftover Star Wars props <laughs> taped to yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much plastic. It's like nighttime driving and it cuts to the interior and it's just like daylight. Just dudes yeah. sitting on couches in this car that's rolling around. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a couple CG. Well, there's three CGI things I want to call out that are just Please. so fun. Please. Number one. <laughs> the one under one's like bending through space. Go, that's just nice to see. Yeah, they're like... a. I don't know, bending the plane of existence and it looks like mirrors. Yeah. Whatever. That's cool. Or it just looks like someone's going through like shiny cellophane kind of. Yeah. Um, yep. Number two, uh, JVCD mm-hmm. freezes the guy's arm and then mm-hmm. knocks it off and it's mm-hmm. just like a sparkly part of his body. <laughs> it's the future. And then, of course, number three, yeah. the evil guy yeah. merges with himself yeah. into a pile of yeah. goop. Yep, that was what that was the gif I saw that I was like, we need to watch this movie. That. <laughs> okay. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, that was fun. It's so insane. It's it, the concept is that space can't he, you can't have you and your past self be in the same space. And the way they illustrate that concept is the a human couldn't have come up with it. It's too crazy. It doesn't it doesn't get that point across at all. It's just like I've got this computer program that makes weird alien monsters and then they threw it at this movie for some reason at the end. Yeah. I'm going to also point out that no one or no two solid objects can occupy the same space. This is not unique to multiples of people because it's not as I thought it was going to be like if you're in like sight of the other person, this is going to happen. But it's literally just if you occupy the exact same physical space as (laughs) which they don't really until they like start to pull towards each other. Like gravity starts to freak out and then they turn into a monster. I don't know, Kyra. Uh, Yeah. 
they don't really do anything with what you're talking about with like paradoxes or anything. Well, they right. sort of do. They talk about it. It's fun. I think this movie's fun. I think it has fun ideas, yes. but it does not go far enough with its time travel to be interesting, really. It just right. kind of hints at stuff that is tied into time travel. Yes. Yeah. It's like aware of what it could do, but it's yeah. not doing it. Yeah. yeah. It also looks like it had the budget of like, we can make a 30 second interesting time travel movie <laughs> yeah. or we could make a movie called Time yeah. Cop. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like one of those where I get this a lot with like this era of movies, I guess. And sometimes it's really fun and sometimes it's it kind of like sort of makes it hard to engage where it's like just so abundantly clear that these people are just walking around on a set where it's oh, like totally. a, everything just feels like a play toy. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's pretty clear that they had like a warehouse and they reused yes. it about 17 different times for yeah. the different places that John claude Van Damme looks pissed off in because the brass won't listen to him or whatever. Yeah. And his wife, he's got to save his wife. Yeah. <laughs> I like him lying to his wife that she's alive. I think that's cool. That that's sucks. insanity. It's so crazy. What do I look like? And there's also like a, I, I know this, you can't like get into this much, but there's so many better ways to save her than what was done. I don't even understand. Yeah. Why wouldn't he just save her? Like, why yeah. did she need to be in that position once again? They ask him that, and he's like, you wouldn't understand. Yeah. And then he goes back at the end and saves her. Spoilers. I don't understand, Car. I don't understand. I honestly do not understand why the beginning of this movie happens or the end of this movie happens. <laughs> I don't understand it. I could not yeah. understand it. Don't explain it to me. It won't yeah. help my enjoyment of this movie. I thought this movie was fine. Yeah. I Yeah. I'm with you. Time cop. Um... One of the weirdest, like, you know, when there's dialogue in a movie and it's just like the the writers are failing so miserably because they can't even conjure up how people talk. OK, no, hold on, hold on, this, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're yeah. no, 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 no. You cannot blame writers in a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie because it could be all him. We don't know. OK, so regardless, OK, someone at the end of this movie makes the choice for Sloan to ask. So you normally OK, picture this. OK, you're JVCD. You're coming oh home God, to your lovely wife yes. and child. Yes. Except the kid looks like kind of a twerp and uh, you're walking yeah. up to your house. And the normal thing would be your wife asking you, hey, honey, how is your day? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> then like you would answer. She goes, what kind of day was it? <laughs> He's, he's Canadian. Says, we don't know how they talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> what kind of day? <laughs> or what type or something? Oh my god. Yeah. It was beyond its time. We we may never understand time cops, but uh <laughs> thanks for watching. <laughs> yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of movies, I have to thank you for watching. Mm-hmm. Arietti? You don't owe me any thank yous. Okay. Okay. Not we a good one. We're in though. this together, brother. Okay. Not one of the not not a highlight, let's say, of the no. the Ghibli uh uh lexicon thing. Uh I think Carly maybe, and mm -hmm. we've touched on this before, but I think it's something we need to own up to. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe it doesn't make any sense for people in their late 20s to be <laughs> sitting down alone and watching children's movies and then trying to come up with something to talk about. How dare you reveal that I'm in my late 20s? I'm sorry. I'm in my I'm in my extremely late <laughs> 20s car. Yeah. The 20s are sifting through my fingers <laughs> like sand in an hourglass. And I'm using some of those sand pellets to watch yeah. Arietti about a little tiny girl in a world of normals. Well, she has her family that's also tiny. She does. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. So we had like an offline conversation <laughs> about. We? Yeah. Okay. About Arietta, where I cited the only cool part, which I think is, as I told you, when her and her dad are sneaking into the human house to get sugar. (laughs) And there's like the what was it? The ticking of the clock is like the only sound. And then they like make eye contact with each other and stuff. And it's cool. Yep. Yeah. He says, you're hot. She says, yeah, Yeah, this feels really creepy to me all the way around. Oh, absolutely. It's because it's it's these archetypes of characters kind of interacting, but in a way where I feel like because it's drawn very well. It's drawn in a way that's going for like realism. But then you Mm -hmm. just have like blank faced kid man just kind of staring at these little people in a way. Yeah. Is it is it a romance? It feels like it's kind of trying yes, to go for romance. I think so. That's kind of creepy, Gar. Yes, yeah, it's that would cause creepy. some bruising at the very least. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, what if your boyfriend brought you sugar cubes? Oh, and then the little ants take it away piece by piece, yeah. little bit by bit. Car, here's the thing about this movie. I think the yeah. sound design is amazing. I agree entirely. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's just, it's very good with like the ambient uh, audio because it more than I think the visuals or the plot or any of the writing or anything kind of puts you in this world of being very small in a normal sized house. I think it was the only thing that made it compelling. Like it made the rest of the movie better, but it was so easy to isolate that the sound was good. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It it looks kind of uh, like a... It looks like a spirited away size budget applied to a much smaller, less ambitious movie or something like it looks expensive. Yeah, it just like doesn't like spirited away. You could watch on desire to see a pretty thing alone, I guess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. would never watch this just for the visuals. It was the only part I like that stuck with me or like drew me in at all. But yeah, yeah, I would never like sit down and watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not bad. I think it's better than. No. It's not in it's like fine. the bottom tier where it's like the cat returns or whatever. Uh, it's just boring and bland. And it's like an adaptation of a story that's already been adapted a billion times and they don't add yeah. anything new to it. And I think the attempts at like drama and pathos with like towards the end, I skimmed the last 20 minutes of this <laughs> yeah. movie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, None of that hit. And the core relationship that they're trying to tease out here is just inherently creepy to begin with. And it never gets better from there. So what do you like better? Mm -hmm. This or Porco Porco Rosso? I like the I think this I think this is a better movie, but I like 
at the very least, I like the setting of Porco Rosso better. Vibes are much better with Porco Rosso. Yes, but I yeah. would probably uh, anime gun to my head. I'd probably watch this again. <laughs> anime <that>. gun. To- <laughs> Okay. Yeah. How about you, yeah. Car? I think maybe. Yeah, I'd probably pick Porco Rosso. Like yeah. just overall, yeah. I'd rather. I could totally watch that again, and I'd be fine with it. But the joy of life is you don't need to, Car. There's other yeah, better exactly. movies. To go. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so we can just be like, we. Yep. Wash your hands of this one. My uh, son or daughter someday will never know this movie exists because I'll hide it from them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no one would ever tell them unless it was you. That's right. Don't go on the HBO Max app. Yeah. It's password protected. Yeah. Do you think HBO Max is going to be around in 10 years in that way? I bet it'll be way worse than it is right now. Hmm. That's an interesting question. I was uh, um, kind of looking back, let's say like 12 years ago when Netflix was starting to get into the streaming thing that that mm-hmm. was all fascinating, dude. Hmm. It's so much different. It was like streaming was considered like an add on for your disc subscription. Right. And you if you wanted to run it on like your Xbox, they had to like mail you a disc you would run on your Xbox that would let you access the streaming stuff. And it was like a feature that you would subscribe to Xbox to be able to subscribe to Netflix to use. It was like this yeah. insane like. And now it's just like, I, I prefer the, the weirdness of that to the weirdness of like there being 40 different subscription services all competing with each other with nothing, with garbage, with crap. Space Jam Yeah. Too. Yeah. It feels like I want it to be a monopoly just so I don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be okay with paying the same amount that I already pay. I just want it all in one location. Or just no more media. Just like, no, just <laughs> we don't have to watch stuff anymore, you know? Okay. Just go for a walk. No, I, I don't like know. media. Sports. Nah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Should we talk about Fatal Attraction, Car? Well, you didn't ask me what's next on the list for Studio oh, what's Ghibli, next on and the... I have it pulled up. Oh, please. From Up on Poppy Hill. Oh, I heard that one's good. Oh, yeah. I like the cover art. It looks uh, sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah. They've never done that before, sweet. It's always uh, <laughs> sour. Ooh. <laughs> <Okay>. Fatal <laughs> Attraction car. Now, Carly, when you brought up Fatal Attraction earlier this year, yeah, uh, you said Michael Douglas shines in this tightly wound erotic thriller, also starring a <laughs> stirringly electric Glenn Close as a spurned lover who will stop at nothing to keep her dream alive. Do you stand by that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where did you pull that? <laughs> Michael Douglas in this movie is the stupidest man that ever lived, Car. Yeah, he's dumb. And it's like I I kind of love that there's no reason for him to do what he does. <laughs> Except that like, he's it's a just man. so fundamentally about how he's stupid and like totally screwed up and there's no good reason. He had a perfect life and just decided to ruin it. But the point of the movie is not that. I think people do sympathetic readings of it now. But the point of the movie, as far as I can tell, is that Glenn Close is crazy. I think it's a 
that and that he's stupid. Like they yeah. wouldn't make um his wife the most beautiful, wonderful <laughs> wife in the world if they yeah. didn't want it to be clear that this guy's an idiot. Uh, okay. Like they what they would have done is like made her a little bit annoying or something, but she's just like a perfect angel sent from heaven and he's cheating on her. Right. And yeah. that kind of gets to my problem, I guess, with this movie is that maybe this is just a modern uh viewpoint of it, but I was I just needed like another thing, another aspect to it. I needed some sort of twist or escalation or something because this whole movie is just he cheats on his wife and then the person he cheats with uh is crazy and that's like the entirety of the movie and i was just kind of waiting for it to become something and it never really did it just it just got more crazy yeah i think that's like i mean yeah it's like single white female where just like the same situation escalates and escalates body heat i haven't seen body heat yeah me either yeah uh yeah I, I, I think I, this movie is really cool. I, I didn't like this movie. That much. <laughs> I don't know. It was fine. Uh, it. I. I don't. I don't dig the aesthetic. I guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I very much dig the aesthetic. I know that's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's got. It's got that kind of like made-for-TV movie early '90s. Like we're portraying wealthy people. In this way, no. Like I genuinely, deeply want Glenn Close's apartment and Michael Douglas's house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everything. It's like the white paneling, and she's got the cool exercise bike in the corner. Like Mm -hmm. it's all gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Mm Are you? You're saying when they move in to his house, he's got that house, or like their apartment? Because I like their apartment. All of it. Like basically every living space in this movie, I think, is gorgeous. Okay. I'm talking more, I guess, just the way it's shot and staged. But yeah, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it, it, well, no, actually, I, I also disagree with that. Like, I think immediately of the um, first scene in the Japanese restaurant, I think they do a really good job of like depicting crowded party and like sure. it's got a really interesting color palette to it and stuff. Like, I think it, there are some really cool visual things going on in the movie. That's fair. That's fair. The rabbit. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Rabbit is huge. Yeah, like there's fun cuts and stuff. Like all of that is just exactly what it needs to be in the perfect way. It's just, it, yeah, it's like a, <clears throat> it's this done well, but I guess this isn't something I'm that interested in. Well, that's fair. Uh, Michael Douglas, I can't stand I, in this movie. In this movie, hold so on, back off, back off, back off, back off. Take the knife away from my throat, dude. <gasps> In this movie, uh, there is no sympathetic character except the wife, I guess. But she's not the main character, so it's hard to like. Like, I like Michael Douglas getting into his bed and thrashing around and getting back out of his bed. I think that's cool, (laughs) but it's not like, you know, I don't know what I don't know what emotion I'm experiencing. It's not sympathy. It's not, you know. I don't think Michael Douglas is cool. I don't know what's happening. No. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think like the wife is the only and probably the daughter, I guess, are like yeah. the sympathetic She's characters adorable. here. My goodness. Oh, so cute. <laughs> oh, uh, so cute. But I also like I think there's moments like when he gets promoted to partner and they have the dinner party with the other couple. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of wish that scene just lasted like half an hour. I sure. liked like spending time with them a lot. I think they did a good job of like portraying a fun what like mid 30s 
yeah. wealthy couple. Like, I, sure. yeah, I like spending time in that environment very much. But then there's like the part where he's in the parking garage and uh, she does what, like dumps battery acid on her yeah, on yeah, his yeah. car or whatever. I feel like that's supposed to be this very tense, um, like cat and mouse <laughs> type scene where she's like peering yeah. from behind pillars <laughs> and stuff. But it just felt like. <laughs> it, it felt a lot like the game where he's in the parking mm-hmm. garage playing cat and mouse with people, but uh, it didn't have any tension or anything. Cause it's just like what it's, you know, it's, it's the middle of the day in a parking garage. It's not like yeah. anything crazy is going to happen. So I, don't know. I think that's the worst part of the Like I, that scene stands out as like, I just want it to be over at the moment it starts yeah. sort of thing. It's just like the bunny is scary and yeah. effective and like it, when she kidnaps the daughter, that's scary and effective. But yeah. there, that's just like one where this doesn't work at all. I don't think it needs to be in it. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think when she, he realizes that she's cut her wrists, like that whole thing is like super mm-hmm. affecting and tense. Yeah. And that's the only part of the movie where I felt sympathy for Michael Douglas, just because things spiraled very quickly, you know, beyond yeah. just him being a jerk bag like a, yeah. things got much worse very quickly very yeah, yeah yeah and i think like he like there is some interesting just like even though all of his reactions to these situations aren't always maybe the best reactions they do feel real like they feel like how a dude would respond <laughs> to some of this stuff happening right. to him right. like whether or not he caused some of it like uh, yeah it just it does feel exactly how that character would act which i appreciate like he's not he doesn't some all of a sudden turn into like a martyr or something the moment that Glenn Close starts becoming the villain. Right. Right. Yeah. And I like that he's like a lawyer, but he is struggling to, you know, navigate the scenario. You know, Glenn right. Close is able to basically outwit him this entire movie, even though he works directly with someone who should be able to like solve this immediately because right. Glenn Close is a super villain or something i don't know but yeah it works that aspect um and there's the salsa scene when they're salsa dancing (laughs) done (laughs) (laughs) see i completely like i truly watched this movie within the last year i was shocked again that that scene happens (laughs) it's bonkers man carly loves film yeah, I do love film. I would, I like it. Yeah, I feel like I have a pretty strong take about this versus basic, basic instinct. And I would, I wish that I could know yours. I don't go in on the Michael Douglas erotic thrillers too often, Carl, but I can always dip my toes back in. Yeah. Whenever you do, Douglas. let me know what you think. Okay. Well. Okay. What else have you been uh, watching, Carl? So I do have to go back to Time Cop, um, Time Cop really quick. Oh, okay. The scene. <laughs> the scene of him in his apartment watching the VHS of him and his wife. Yes. Super minority report vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Like exact same scene. Uh, okay. And I, I think that was actually pretty effective in Time Cop. Yeah, I agree. It's sad. <laughs> I was just like struck by it. Like, I know it's yeah. like it, that sort of a construction. I'm sure that happens in a bunch of movies, but like... Yeah. The idea of it being like about fate and him like looking back on it and like this big empty sort of theoretically cool looking apartment. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was just such a clear analog to me. Because that's the idea that he has the power that all he wants 
in the world is to change one thing and he has the power to do so and he yeah. can't or won't do it is really interesting but i feel like they don't that's what the movie should have been right instead of like evil politician doing weird things i don't understand and then they fight at his house for some reason right yeah, like if it's unfair, I think, to compare this movie to Minority Report because Minority <laughs> yeah. Report is like one of the best movies ever, I think. But Minority Report does exactly what you're talking about, but like yeah. a million times better. Right. There's payoff to it. And like, yeah. you're like, oh, a twist. And like, mm, interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what Tom Cruise doesn't do in Minority Report is the splits. Yes. Yeah. He's on Broadway. Cool. He should keep kicking or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he kicks. So many splits in Time Cop, like two of them. Yeah, that's cool. Who in his underwear. So yeah. many splits is two splits, which you can't yeah. say about many other things. No. Minority yeah. Report, he doesn't, I don't think, one and a half splits even. No, not even. <sighs> Waste yeah. of time. Uh, mm -hmm. Kara, what else have you been watching? Honestly, not much at all. Um, okay. <laughs> it's been a busy couple of weeks. Sure, sure, I sure. have, I watched Hacks, which is a lovely HBO comedy series. Okay. Um, starring Jean Smart, ooh, amongst ooh. others. She's like in everything. You would okay. definitely recognize her. I'm trying to think. Uh, she was also in Mayor of Easttown. Um, mm -hmm. and, oh, she's um, she's um, Scarlet, whatever. Uh, is it Scarlet? Um, in Watchmen. The lady in the in the phone booth. Oh, OK. I got you. Yeah. Her. OK. Yeah, so the premise of the show is, like, she's this mm, comedian who's been in the game a long time, and she is, like, a frequent performer, like, has a show in Vegas, and she's sort of being booted out of that, and hires a mid-20s comedy writer who was, like, sort of canceled, not really, but, like, is desperate for a job, and it's then, like, figuring out each other's personalities and comedy and all that stuff and it like gets super super heartwarming towards the end and it was just like a really nice like half hour show to pop in so that was really nice oh. and then you know what's back tucker yes i do do you sorry to bother you everyone's no. favorite no i think you should leave no oh well, yes 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 okay and that's not even what i was getting at but yes oh, i also oh, watched <laughs> i think you should leave okay <laughs> See, all of this, yeah, these are all, like, I'm in the mode where all I need is, like, something before bed. Um, right. So Hacks was something before bed, then sure. I think you should leave season two, which is excellent and so, so funny. Okay. Better uh, than the first season? Maybe? I don't know. I can't. Mm. It's impossible to compare. I think, like, more, mm -hmm. there's higher consistency, perhaps, of, like, great okay. sketches. Okay. okay. But some of the highs in the first season aren't like as high as you could ever go. I right. say that though, and like there's a couple I've rewatched a couple of the episodes like several times at this point. And like there's uh -huh. a couple sketches that still get me LOLing um <laughs> each time. Good. Yeah. Are there surprise cameos? There are incredible cameos okay. in this season. Okay. Like just knock it out of the park. Okay. There was one right at that. I knew about a couple of them. Okay. And then there's one in the last episode that knocked my socks off. I was delighted. Okay. Absolutely delighted. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Don't spoil and anything, Car. 15 yeah. minute episodes, like 15 to 18 yes. minute episodes. What more yes. can you ask for? Nothing. Yeah. Because when I'm going to bed and I want to watch a television show, I don't want to watch 20 plus minutes of television show. 
well, you say that, but then you watch and I think you should leave and then you're going to watch another. I think you should leave. There's only like six of them, right? Yeah, well, you got to cycle through them a few times. So you're going to watch a third of a season of television before you go to bed? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Are you yeah. okay? Um, okay, and then the last thing um, to throw it back to <laughs> this time last year. Oh, okay. We've got a new season of Love Island, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, nice. And it's popping off, let me say. There's a Wisconsin resident on there, I think, I believe. I watched the UK, Tucker. Oh, that's right. <laughs> There's probably not any Wisconsin residents on there, I would no. guess. They would probably stand out somewhat. <laughs> they would stand out. <laughs> how is Love Island UK going? Uh, yeah, it's really good so far. In There's the time like, of pandemic. It's really fun. Well, that's the other interesting thing is like, so they filmed this during the pandemic. So they, before they like get to... The people, everyone does the two-week quarantine. So there's an added <laughs> element of, like, these people haven't seen another human being for Gross. two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, it's funny, like, in the first episode, they're like, there's the first coupling. Don't ever and, say that again. Well, it's true. And Do they the decouple? Host, yeah. They can get locked, you know. What? <laughs> <laughs> what happens, Car? Um, the host says to the first couple in the coupling, "You can touch each other." <laughs> like, oh, nice! Holy crap! Um, anyways, yeah, there's like I'm just starting to notice, like this season, you I think really clarifies some personality types that persist through each season that are just like inherently Love, Love predictable. Island, yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where it's like there's always going to be one guy who's. Not as conventionally attractive as all of the other guys. And everyone's going to think that he has a good personality and he's like nice and sweet, but actually ends up being like the meanest guy of the bunch and just like thinks he, that he's like entitled and stuff. And it's the same thing every single time. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just really good and it's been fun. Do you have a favorite Love Islander? UK? Um... Maybe like they bring Gemma. in so many. There's probably like 20 girls and 20 guys throughout the course oh of the God. season. And I think I've only met like seven of each at this point. Hmm. Um, so there's a what there's a possible uh, favorite, but we'll see how it plays out. I think her name is Chloe, if I remember correctly. How chaste is this show, Car? Not. OK, it's not like The it's, Bachelor. They like it. No, they lean like they do challenges and oftentimes the challenges are like explicit or like leaning on explicit. I want to know what these explicit challenges are, Car. I also so they also I mean, yeah, it's so I think I've told you they all sleep in the same room together. What? Yeah. What? Like there's beds that each couple gets their own bed, but they all sleep in the same room together. And there's like night vision cameras or whatever um, on <laughs> what at all times. What are you talking about? Yeah. So, yeah, they'll like show beds moving around. This is fear.com. You're talking about fear.com. <laughs> you want to I'm play? talking about white noise, actually. <laughs> that sucks, dude. I can't even sleep when the fan's not running. No, I don't know how anyone sleeps there. Like it. It's bonkers. Like you're, I would say between each bed, there's like two feet of clearance. 
And they're all like snogging each other the whole time. Oh, the whole time. No, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. That room must smell good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. And that's been really nice. That's um, awful. To have back. I'll take your word for it, Car. I don't. I don't yeah. quite understand what you're describing, but it sounds like a complete nightmare. So it is like, yeah. I think it's just one more comment on it. The yeah. best thing about the show, besides like their their casting, is just like really top notch. I think is there's no inherent structure to it. So like, <laughs> great in any episode, like. Three people could go home. One person could go home. Ten new people could join. No one could leave. No one could join. What? Like, it, literally anything can happen in any episode, except there's, like, a one specific event that happens halfway through a season that you know is coming, but everything else is just entirely up in the air, and you have no idea. Or, like, sometimes there'll be a ceremony where it's like, okay, we think we're going to send one person home, and they do it. And then someone else gets a text and it's like, you're also going home. It's just like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Britain sounds crazy. (laughs) It's all Harry Potter and crazy sex (laughs) reality TV shows. Yeah. I don't know. Um, So that's what I've been watching. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you feel good, Car? I'm fine. <laughs> okay. You doing okay, kid? Yeah. I just, yeah. yeah okay. I need some, I need some more time. Yeah. Some structure in your life. I understand. Yeah. I understand, Car. What have you been watching, dear brother? Well, where should I start, Car? I kind of <laughs> did some mopping up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I forgot about all the damage you did. Yeah. Uh. Can we talk about Bo Burnham inside? Yeah, this is going to be rough. Yeah, well, Carly. Yeah. When you first described this to me, you said, Stand out, stand up, Bo Burnham explores his own frayed quarantine psyche in Inside, a stunning new special from our friends at Netflix. (laughs) Our friends. Uh, I am so bewildered by the response to this, I guess. Not it itself. It itself is completely understandable because it's the exact same thing 8 billion people are doing on Twitch right now, Mm -hmm. which is being annoying with nothing else to do on the Internet for other people to watch. Mm -hmm. But that anyone is ascribing any level of like creativity or intelligence to this special is insane to me. And I don't understand where any of that's coming from. I think there is a lot of creativity. I completely disagree. I mean, certainly not in the music. No. And like, that's what I like. I, I think the least value valuable thing about it is like. Song about Twitter. Like <laughs> weird like Al song about songs Twitter. themselves. Yeah. I don't understand that. But that, that is the special. Well, no, because there's like the there's all of this stuff on top of the special or there's all the stuff on top of the songs that I think is interesting and good. I think possibly I am letting some of my personal feelings bleed in here where I had to go to work. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's entirely fair. Bo Burnham got paid by Netflix to sit around yeah. and smoke weed and occasionally write Weird Al songs. Yeah. So I don't have yeah. any sympathy for Bo Burnham, who could have gone outside. Yeah, I mean, there's also like the I think the thing that beyond like what you're saying, but also like the thing that entirely breaks it for me is like, so I don't know, I just wrote a tweet that was like, yeah, and like and then he when he would leave the studio each day, he would go to his girlfriend in their like multi-million dollar house. <laughs> Sucks. Yeah, it's like if Jeff I mean, Bezos like, I did, like, made a, I don't know, it's like, <laughs> I'm one of you. I, yeah. I experience human emotions just like you at home. I think it would have been because like, like truly like not even like a trite way. Like I think like he's also allowed to like have been to have been mentally and emotionally impacted by the pandemic. Like I think that's fair and accurate. I do think it's also fair to say that he could have in the way that he, I think like the most successful song is the one where he's commenting on himself getting canceled or like needing to get canceled like i think that song works pretty well he could have also probably done some stuff on like how he's much better off in this circumstance than like just about anyone else because like without that level of self-awareness there's just like so much ah, like irony or something he's beating you over the head with how self-aware he is like the entire special like I swear most of the dialogue is just him saying, I'm self-aware. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, I think he hits on good self-awareness elsewhere, but where he isn't hitting it is the point that you're making, I think. He's hitting on self-awareness, but he's not embodying it or expressing it. He's just mentioning it. Like, there's no... What is the self-awareness, I guess? Um, I mean, like, point... I don't know, like, inherently by pointing out your own stupid stuff and your flaws and your mistakes and stuff like that is inherently self-aware i guess but it's so performative at the same i I really i hated this but it's just like (laughs) like for example there's this the one thing that i felt was kind of poignant and this may be due to personal factors was when he uh turns 30 um but that's that scene is set up and filmed in a way where it could have happened at any time like there's it feels fake to me like he just has a clock and he could have set that clock to you know 11:58 it could have been you know 3 months before he turned 30 or when he's yeah. 32 or something like there's nothing there's no weight to it because it's just performative it's just a scene it's just him performing a bit I think that's what I like the or maybe what's most interesting about it to me though. Like I like the most cynical view of all of this, which is like everything is manufactured. I I feel like this whole conversation around this movie has is just that's the point, the movie or something. That's No, because the I don't point. think I think there are like 50 different readings of this. Depending on who yeah, you ask. Yeah, I just feel like 49 of those are too generous. Oh, sh- maybe. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I think like there is. Yeah, I just think it is interesting. And I think like parts of it are impactful. And I think it, those most impactful parts are the like metatextual stuff he's able to draw out of it. I I, I don't want to I don't mean to belabor this point, but I just really don't understand what those are. I feel like people yeah. are bringing those with them when they watch this or something, because I yeah. really don't think anything separates this from. 
the thousands and thousands of hours of YouTube highlights of Twitch streams that you could go watch. Like the Internet is way weirder and more interesting than this is. Yeah, I think like, okay, so I'm trying to think. I can like nearly confirm that, at least for me, I also like I inherently trust him, I think like I never trust Bo, dude. I believe in him as like a creative individual. And so like I'm inherently long for the ride and don't Yeah. Like yeah, I'm just never going I'm not approaching it from the like does any of this work or like okay. need to work or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But along those lines, like if one of the selling points of your special is that you filmed it all yourself in your apartment make it look good or something like do something creative with the camera work other than medium length shot of yourself sitting on a chair or something. Like I don't, that aspect of it didn't hit for me at all because again, thousands of other people are doing way more creative things with weird AV setups in their living room than Bo Burnham is. And he's getting paid by Netflix to do it. Like I did. It, it I think like, some of it looks really good. I think occasionally he'll do stuff with like lighting and stuff. That's kind of interesting, but Static camera shots are not impressive. It, it doesn't it, need to be. I mean, like, I guess it maybe it needs to be impressive. But I think like just even the staging of some of it works well for me. I think we're like, yeah. I forget if I might have said this before, but like the just tall dude in small yeah. house, I think makes for like a weird, eerie, yeah, it's got like uncomfortable feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I yeah. think that works really well. I thought the sexting song with like the projection onto his face of the emojis and yeah. stuff. I thought that worked okay. Yeah. Yep. But again, that's like lighting. That's not necessarily camera setups or anything, but there's so much focus on his camera setups where he's like including footage of him, like setting up camera setups. And it's like, yeah. if you're going to show me setting up camera setups, give it a payoff. Like other, again, other people are doing this, Bo, and they're not making Netflix specials about them setting up their camera setups. They're you just creating. This, okay, but like, to be fair, you could say what you're saying about like every single thing that's created on like a large platform. Like there's inherently a million people <laughs> sure. with much smaller budgets doing everything better than like people with huge, huge budgets. Uh, okay, but to return to my initial point, I don't understand the reception to this. Then. Yeah, I I can get on board with you that I don't understand the like, this is the best thing in the world um, or like most earth earth shattering thing in the world. Yeah. Uh, reception. If, the, if this is what he needed to make at this point in time, I don't have a problem with it, which I think it is like that yeah. does come across like is entirely honest to me. Yeah. And I yeah. I absolutely understand the kind of feeling threading through this whole thing where if you are not producing, you are wasting time. You are like, it's bad. It's a bad feeling because I have that in my life. I don't have the platform Bo Burnham does, but (laughs) I understand that impulse. And I felt underwhelmed by his tackling of that subject. Because I think that's a really interesting and very modern subject. And I think it's something that affects a lot of people because we're in the society. We live in a society where everybody needs to be producing content at all times for no reason. And he introduces that idea. And then he does songs about uh, chatting with his mom and her thumb is over the camera. And I'm like, Bo, talk to me. Give me something here, Bo. Come on, man. 
and he just doesn't seem interested in actually interfacing with that in any way. Yeah, that's entirely fair. Yeah. He's just sad in a room. And I yeah. understand. We're all sad in rooms, Bo. We are. Relatability is not the same as <laughs> liking something. Yeah, I wonder if that's maybe it. If it was like too much focus on... Like, I'm thinking about the songs that I like the most and the songs I like the least. Yeah. And the songs I like the most are like very honest examinations of himself or like his situation or whatever the ones i'm not into are like the one you just cited which is yeah like just experiential yeah quarantine's weird huh yeah it just feels like if college humor was doing like music videos for quarantine (laughs) like mid-tier college humor yeah the b-level directors got to do the song about facetime your mom i wonder because i think it's also the question of like did they know, they being either Netflix or <laughs> Bo Burnham, okay. know that this it was going to be, be received with such um, acceptance that this is a big deal? All I know is if you go on Spotify and look at the play counts for the songs, which we have <laughs> determined are not the best thing about the special, they all have like yeah. 20 million plays already. So yeah. I don't know what's happening with culture right now. <laughs> Things are spiraling out of control. Jean-Claude Van Damme, come back and save us from the future, yeah. please. From the future Arrietty. of 2012. <laughs> Arietti, save us. When you're sugar You're cubes. so tiny. Um, should we move on, Car? Yeah. Okay. Car. Yeah. When you talked about Uncut Gems eight months yeah. ago, you said... <laughs> Adam Sandler is nearly unrecognizable in Uncut Gems. <laughs> a breakneck thrill ride boasting sunny, stunning cinematography and knockout performances. Uncut Gems yeah. is truly a multifaceted treat. Uh, yeah. I thought it was fine, Uncut Gems. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, I wish sometimes I could just watch things the way other people do you know i just like them yeah you know yeah like parasite i want to watch down i want to watch down and sit the parasite that everyone (laughs) else is sitting but i can't you know why don't you why can't you uncut gems i don't know car because uncut gems i didn't find that interesting and i didn't think adam sandler was that spectacular in it it just seemed like i think he's spectacular in it he yells a lot and he's like angry and running around i don't know but there's really not that much to it it's like uh it's like he's gonna keep getting into worse situations yeah i so i was thinking a lot about this movie in like the last week because i knew you had watched it and like what what i like about it and i think just the there it's so nice i think to have people who are immersed in like this type of world make a movie about this type of world like the most inherently exciting and interesting part of this is just like what it's like to be a jeweler in the diamond district of New York. Like that is like, I like, I just want to spend time there with like the most 
whatever cast of characters you can throw at me. And I think sure. like that's where this movie wins is just like this is embracing wins, all of say? the weirdness and intensity and yeah, the chaos that goes with it. But it's a cartoon. Maybe I mean, like I, I mean some of it maybe, but not all of it. Like there's the Safties, what is it? It's like their dad or something was a jeweler or like sure. I don't know, family friend or something. Like they grew up around this stuff and like yeah, I'm sure you have to heighten for a movie, but like they're basing it on the sorts of characters that you would see in those scenarios. Yeah. 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 I just think if I had watched this during lead up to having to talk about it in terms of like end of year type stuff, I think I would have come away pretty negative on it. Cause I just don't think it has those qualities. Uh, watching it now, it was fun and it kept my attention and everything, but I just, I never felt wowed by it. It just felt like, you know, it has a style to it that I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack is fantastic. And God, that soundtrack is good. <laughs> no, it is really good, but, yeah. uh, it never really grabbed me. It never, I never experienced like the, the tension and like the mm. kind of agitation that I feel like it's trying to get. Cause it just, it, it, it's structurally, it's so repetitive. It's just like, yeah, this is going to get worse. It's going to mm-hmm. get worse. It's going to get worse. And then it gets bad <laughs> or very good at the end. And then, uh, it's like, uh, I, I didn't have the release cause I didn't have the tension leading up to it. I guess it was just kind of like, okay. Yeah, okay, that happened. Yeah, like, I absolutely did. Okay, so I did experience, like, the tension of, like, I like it is that paradox of you know this isn't going to work out. Like, yeah. inherently, you know. And it's going to keep getting worse, and he's going to keep screwing up and everything. Yeah. But still felt the intensity of that. But I think, like, the... Yeah, like, the... The, the only reference point I have for this is Good Time, which yeah. I think is way more interesting on an emotional level. Like there's like it, this movie, like I think the character you're sort of rooting for is Julia Fox's character. Like you just want her to sort of make it out safe and happy. So there's that, but like, that's kind of it. Like how we, you want him to be fine because he's like, (laughs) just like an idiot, but like, there's not, I don't know. You aren't, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but good time, like, doesn't, it's not living in such a, you're not living in, like, the wealth of this movie, where it's yeah. like, yeah, you get to see the weekend at the club, and, like... What's up with that? That, that all mean? felt superfluous to me, all the weekend stuff. Like, what? Oh, no, I like the weekend. I think it's just this idea of, like, this sort of crowd of people, like, experiencing the newest things in yeah. culture and, like, the New York scene. Because it's 2012, so it's like, the weekend, who? Right, but he's, like, just famous enough, and, like, it's still cool, and he would be, yeah. Like, I, yeah, I just love that idea of, like, looking at that scene. Anyway, so good time. You're, like, (laughs) immersed in just, like, the grime and the worst part of all of this. And I think it super, super works from an emotional level. Hmm. So, like, I think Uncut Gem's more fun. Yeah to be in but good time like maybe an overall better movie i'd like to watch good time yeah i would be and just god robbie papa in that movie of course is bonkers. yeah of course yeah uh 
And it was One Tricks doing the soundtrack for that also, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I don't know. I think it is. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. I should awesome. watch that. That movie, uh, Good Time, is crazy because if you go on Letterboxd, most popular movies, it's up there ahead of like Saving Private Ryan. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, it's seriously? got like 300,000 <laughs> views or something. I don't know. It's like crazy. That's funny. I don't know how that happens because I had never heard of it. Before. Yeah, it's also, I think that one's interesting because like... Howie isn't doing good stuff all the time, but he's never, like, objectively. He's not a monster. He's just like. Yeah, where, like, Good Time gets in, like, monster stuff. A little. Yeah, yeah. It's just, like, it's going way, way, way dark on a lot of stuff. That, like, That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's bonkers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Julia huh. Fox is cool, though, huh? Yeah, she gets his name on her butt. Yeah. Do you like her in this or No Sudden Move better? She was really good in No Sudden Move. I gotta okay. say, uh, probably better in that. I mean, okay. this one she's kind of playing like a very specific character, but I guess she is in yeah. No Sudden Move also. I don't know. She's good. It seems like that acting. Yeah. So I also think Kevin Garnett is really good as like yeah, uh, his performance is impressive for like a non-actor. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. yeah. Just like Adam Sandler. Um, boop doop doo. Little Women. <laughs> Car, you said Michael Douglas shines in this tightly wound erotic thriller. <laughs> uh, Little Women, I watched twice in two yeah. days. Take me through it. First time I was like, hmm. The second time I was like, hmm. <laughs> After you did your first, hmm, I'm hoping you'll be able to hear this on the audio. <laughs> Bruce also went, oh. I'll uh, jack the gain up on that. <laughs> okay, uh, good. Real far. Uh, okay, yes, but proceed. I mean, I think the structure is bad. That's insane. Okay. I I think I liked it more the second time because I knew what was happening. No. Yes. Bonkers. Even if you understand what's happening, which I don't think is a safe assumption. Maybe Carly with her, you know... Her super AI computer brain can figure this movie out on first watch. But I don't think that's true of everyone, Car. I think it's safe to assume that some people might sit down and watch Little Women and think, hmm, this is kind of confusing. And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair Mm. criticism. I also think it's a fair criticism that some parts of this movie would have worked better if it was just told chronologically, including the scene that everyone seems to think benefits from the structural change thing. I think it would have worked better spaced out more. What scene are you talking about? When she comes down the stairs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think if you No, had, I think that works super well. Fine, but I think <laughs> if you had had that scene and then things had happened and then later on it circles back and you can kind of compartmentalize that and realize what has changed and what has not changed, it would have been just as, if not more, impactful. Maybe. I don't know. I think it just, like, it, it works... I don't know. It works super well for me as is. And, like, I think you also know... I mean, like, I guess it depends on whether, you know, she dies or not. But like, Jesus, Car, this book only came out, what, 160 <laughs> yeah. years ago? Like, you hmm. know, if you know the book, you know that the first time she comes down the stairs is if it's not this time, it's another time. Like, I think yeah. that inherent understanding is like, like, that's the you can't even feel the joy of the moment of her yeah. seeing her sister because, you know, that's not going to happen next time. OK, but I haven't read the book. Yeah. So I didn't know. Yeah. 
So when she comes down the stairs twice within the span of like five minutes, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it would have worked better because I don't know. I don't see the benefit, I guess. What, I'm only talking about the structure thing because I think it's like the flaw with this otherwise very good movie that I quite enjoyed the second time around. I don't think this movie is better if it's chronological. Like just thinking about it would just I number one, I think it would get boring. Like I I don't love I guess movies about kids enough to spend like an hour with the kids. <laughs> like no I kids need in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need like yeah, I need time with adults. I think that makes it yeah. way more engaging and like, I think that's the number one benefit. And then the second benefit is that, like, you can draw clear moments together in interesting ways. I didn't find a lot of interesting ways, I guess, uh, other than, like, here's the thing again. Like, it's not interesting to me, I guess. It's impactful, yeah. maybe. It's effective, but it's not. Yeah. There there were things they could. It's It's an odd structure. The thing we're talking about is that it jumps in time between their childhood and their adulthood their early adulthood, I guess there are yeah. things you could have done with that. That would have maybe you could have gone in maybe like more of a meta textual or like you could have done more interesting things with that. They just kind of set the two storylines going and then jump back and forth in a way that's not like clumsy. Like obviously there's like themes they're highlighting and like, you know, it makes sense, but it's also very confusing because they use the exact same actors. So it's like, but I think they do a good job of like there's context clues and like Florence Pugh is banged. I don't want to have young. to do homework to figure it's out what I'm looking homework. at. I'm sorry, you have to think a Tell little bit while you're watching Little Women. No, it's no, not no, like no, Vanilla no, Sky no. or something. I'm not trying to puzzle oh this God. out. <laughs> I don't need. I think to- it's fair to approach the movie <laughs> knowing that you might have to think a little bit. I feel like that's not too much of an ask. If you have to color code your movie in order to oh let people God. know if this is 13-year-old Flo Pew or 23-year-old Flo Pew, I feel like you've failed. Flo Pew has bangs. Okay, fine. <laughs> she put her foot in the mold. Yeah. Otherwise, That's my favorite part. It's not my actual, it's my favorite fun part when she's like, I have such ugly feet or whatever. <laughs> You're one beauty. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's like I I like the movie a lot, but yeah, it's a good movie. Kind of confounding. Yeah, I just like I'm so much. I'm so grateful she did that instead of like let's just do the same thing again except new people and it looks better or whatever. Like, it, why is that the assumption though? I mean, what do you mean? She could because have made this made interesting. In a different How way. How would she have, like, doing what? Like, you could modernize it or whatever, but I no, don't think I don't that's know. the answer. It sounds like, I just it just sounds like you're saying the only way to make this movie interesting is to have the structure be wonky. And I No, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, I'm glad that she tried something and I think it works. Like, I, I'm glad that she didn't just, like, take the source text and, like, make yeah. the movie from the source text. Well, she also put a bunch of feminism in there. <laughs> so I gave it yeah. three stars <laughs> out of seven. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Um, Tracy Letts is really good in it. 
Who that? Car, I don't even know who these people the are. The guy who lives in the other, the old guy who gives her oh, the Oh, he's great, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Him listening to her play the piano is probably my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, his stuff. And then, yeah, I like the Timmy Flo Pew stuff. Sure. And sure. I like yeah. Timmy and Sersha at the beginning dancing together. That's cute. Yeah, that was very cute. I think the yeah. end is a little weak uh, from book publication onward, where it's just like, this is a long movie, and now we're going to watch a book be made. And Ooh, I, get that, I love that. No, I know. It's cool. And also, it's because she's like proud of what she's done and all that. But it's just like yeah. this like very sleepy end to this movie. Where, and then it's like, everybody's happy. Yeah. The end. Yeah. But there's like cool stuff going on there where it's like, like I was saying, where it's like metatextual, where it's like she's describing herself and also this other thing that's happening. And it's like there's like threads coming together there in a really interesting way. And it has nothing to do with the chronological structure of this film. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> are you with me, Carl? <laughs> anyway, I don't make movies. I just watch them and talk about them. Speaking yeah. of which. Yes. Marvel real quick before we go. Yeah, and Space Jam, I would assume. Oh, let's save that for last. <laughs> now, Car. Yeah. Here's what you had to say about WandaVision. On the, <laughs> okay, I was uh, wondering February. if you were going to pull this on a movie. Excelsior! <laughs> Rejoice, Marvel fans! Phase 4 has begun! And things could not begin on a brighter note than WandaVision. A mind-bending and format-flipping dive into grief, sadness, and other human emotions. Do you stand Who? by that, Car? Where are you quoting this from? You. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to get caught up on the uh, ballooning Marvel 2021 slate, which is terrifying. Can Uh, I ask why? Because I'm trying to go through the most popular movies on Letterboxd for the Mm. year. And guess what? It's all Marvel junk. It's all Disney and Marvel because everyone's a man child or woman child at this point. And, uh, this is the popular media is children's content car. Yeah. Plop your 37 year old husband or wife down in front of the TV and keep them occupied with WandaVision. I've been saying it for years, buddy. You're preaching to the choir. <laughs> okay. Carly's on the Criterion channel. She's watching. Well, Italian no, I'm watching Love Island. <laughs> yeah. Love Island UK. <laughs> You have no I'm better than no one. No I'm platform crying. here, miss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had started WandaVision a while ago, and I yes. made it two episodes in, and I was like, hmm, hmm. Mm. This is what everyone's been talking about. Mm. And then I went back, and uh, uh, my opinion holds true, except yeah. that it gets way worse for the last two episodes. Is that because it gets all like marbly? Yes. Yeah. In the worst way. Yeah. Just awful. Um. Do you mean like it? In what ways? I guess. Let's unpack this little car. Are okay. we? Uh, is the statute of limitations okay on Wandavision spoilers? I mean, everyone who's yeah. going to watch Wandavision has watched Wandavision, so yes. Um. So it starts out the show, as you probably know, where it's like aping sitcom conventions. And it's so frustrating because it's kind of this thought I have sometimes where it's like, this isn't going to, this is, this is it. There was one time when Disney was going to green light a show where they were going to do weird reinterpretations of sitcoms as part of 
the Marvel storyline, right? Yeah. And they just squander all of it. Yeah. And they can't fix it because they made the show already. Like they did it. This is the, this is the, you know, this is the product right here. Yeah. And all it is is like poorly, you know, poorly portrayed spoofs of old sitcoms. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't do it right. They don't, it doesn't look like what they're trying. Like, (laughs) I don't understand it. It really frustrates (laughs) me because I'm really interested in something like this. I love the idea of like, we're going to knuckle down on like the minutia of 50s sitcom. And we're going to produce that in 2020 or 2021 and also have it have this like crazy, you know, there's a plot happening above that and below that. And it's like all interweaving. And it's like, this is, this has the potential to be interesting. And the show is so boring and takes no advantage of that format. And eventually they just discard that theme and it becomes a Marvel show for two episodes. I just don't. At risk of being like the biggest snob in the world. Mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm. don't think we can expect anything from the biggest (laughs) thing. You're being mean. Like, yeah, just take the biggest version of any media. You can't expect that to be the best thing. I don't expect it to be the best. I just expect... Or even interesting. (laughs) Like, it's never even going to be the most... Or even medium interesting. It just, like, never is. It never happens. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Then I wish they hadn't... Then I... To go back to the thing I was talking about, I wish they hadn't done this because then that concept, because that's a concept from the comic books. So that concept was out there. I wish they had let that lie so that there was the possibility that at some point somebody would do it right because this is not doing it right. Yeah. Maddening. Yeah. They don't shoot the shows like they did. There's so much work that obviously went into this. Yeah. And they just whiff it on like the most basic like framing and like camera angles that you would never see in an old sitcom. And it's like, hmm. why? Why do this? Like yeah. they obviously did the research and they just and nothing is happening that would need you to mess with the format that they've established because so much of it is boring. So much of it is just talking. It's not crazy in the way that dialogue is you know, performed or action happens or any of that stuff. Right. It is very much just trying exactly to be the sitcoms that it's going for. And it's maddening to watch this show. Yeah. It's just, it's so frustrating. Uh, the nineties sitcom episode is pretty fun. <laughs> for like the first time. Come down. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it's like, they actually, there is a, so stupid, but it's like, there's a shot where they open up a suitcase and there's DVD sets of the exact shows from each decade that they're aping. So oh, it's like, okay. oh, Malcolm in the Middle is in here. This is what they were going for in the 90s episode. And yeah. they pull it off pretty well. But there's not, what do you need to do to make a 90s sitcom? Like they get the, the opening shot right. And then it's like, just, you know, it's just, it's just digital video making aping 90s film shot sitcoms yeah. and it sucks and it looks terrible i just don't get it like <laughs> well it's about grief car is it <laughs> it is yes okay because they tell you 
But like, do you feel that it's about grief? It's about grief in as much as someone dies and then another character deals with it. Okay, that's grief. We've never seen that before. In a well, I don't show. know. Like, if it like it lands, that's it doesn't good. land. I don't know. Okay, yeah. Because the grief and the dealing with the grief leads into right the next Marvel property, you know. And this, yeah, is, I think that's the part that makes like it. Yeah, makes me want to pound my head against a wall. Yeah, and the, this is this is my uh, my grand Marvel thesis here, Car. Okay, here we go. Is that when they decided 20 years ago that this was going to be a running thing, like comic books are, mm-hmm. to be fair, that's the world they're coming from, Yeah, which is that Spider-Man has been a teenager for 70 years now, and, you know, that's who he is. They shot themselves in the foot because I think you need an out, and they no longer have an out. You need Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. You need to be able to throw everything away and say, remember Spider-Man? Let's reintroduce Spider-Man to you. And this has nothing to do with Tobey Maguire. This is just, <laughs> here's Spider-Man. But now, WandaVision is part of something that has like 40 movies and television shows. Right. And there's no breathing room, and there's no entry point. But they don't care because it's the most popular thing in the world. It goes beyond that, I think. I don't know. It's a... I mean, I know people like it's a it, people understand why Marvel stuff is bad. And it's because it's like. Edging for nerds, like it's just like yeah. we're going to f- drip feed you a little bit of Marvel lore that nobody knows about. But then right. everybody goes on Wikipedia and then they're an expert on, you know, this obscure Marvel character. And then we're going to put a little hint in that's separate, I think, from what I'm talking about, though, because. I'm talking about. Yeah, there's two separate problems. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about a show built entirely on grieving a character that has been in several other properties that you may or may not have watched because one of those properties is Age of Ultron, which is not a good movie and nobody cares about that movie anymore. But that slams headfirst into the idea of this being like an interesting concept for a television show that someone might want to sit down and watch because again, 75% of the show is just like, sitcom reinterpretations and that has nothing to do with the marvel stuff yeah so if they are trying to expand marvel into interesting ideas they they're constrained they can't they broke the system is broken they can't do this i think what they want is for each idea to feel interesting not to like be interesting so like <laughs> You're gonna have to explain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, then, Car. The yeah, I don't know. That <laughs> one does. That one ruins the hypothesis. But like, the idea is like, <laughs> like I think I've said that Loki gives me like a Sam Esmail vibe, which is like the Mister Robot sure. um, Homecoming guy. Like sure. it, the idea of like playing with time and like that aesthetic and everything. So it's yeah. like, they're just like trying on suits of other things that people like. Right. right. To like bring in some, I, okay. I don't want to be completely mean. So like, I, I've heard very good things about Loki and it sounds like that one's mm-hmm. fun and like explore some cool stuff. Whatever. But by invoking an already established aesthetic or principle or whatever from other common media or other popular media, they're able to just be like, so this is our that show. 
At the same, I, I, I agree with you completely, Car. At the same time, you're talking about concepts that originated probably in comic books. Yeah, I don't mean concepts though. Like I know, yeah. like Loki is from that concept is from the comic books, but no, it's I mean, so like, even like the uh, like multiverse, like weird time stuff. That's probably from old comic books before it was a yeah, thing. Yeah, but it, like it's so in the style of like TV sure. shows that existed within the last ten years, right? Yeah. Because Marvel's not trying to push the envelope; they're trying to exactly. That's be what I'm trying to say. It's like it's all safe territory yeah. because it's all been done, and right. because it's a billion dollar company doing it. I would love if Marvel served up something that they thought would be seen as interesting, which is already a cynical thing to say. Not yeah. that they would serve up something interesting, but. Uh, what they thought would be interesting and it didn't have to do with like multiverse or like, you know, the WandaVision Loki thing. Cause I feel like that is yeah, their vision right. of interesting. I wish they could just give me a story of a character and have that be interesting. And if that was Falcon and the winter soldier, they failed. Yeah. That's not a good look. I don't know. Yeah. I just like, I think the thing that above all else drives me crazy is like, mm -hmm. For the stuff that I like a lot, if it had gone on this long, I would have been sick of it. So, like, why aren't people sick of it? <laughs> Since you were four or whatever? Yeah. Like, if Lost was 30 oh movies and 15 TV shows, I'd probably be like, okay, let's wrap it up, guys. Like, how yeah. is it still going on? I just don't understand. It's because they have, you know, 80 years of comic history to draw from and it's all this, like... But aren't people sick of it? I don't get it. No. Yeah. No, Carly, they're not. Go see yeah. Fast and Furious 9 in theaters now. But even that, like, there's nine of them, and that's yeah. it, and that's fine. Well, there's 11. They just haven't come out yet, but yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is just, yeah. like, it's so constant. I think well, yeah. I just get extra upset because I consume so much stuff about TV and movies, and it yeah. just, like, takes up, like, 50% of what I absorb. Right. Yeah. And we're in this nightmare scenario now where it's not just one or two movies a year. It's also right. 20 hours of television. Right. Which could be two hours of film. Yeah. Instead, you know, it just. Yeah. Like the version of this before or like, I guess, during this, but also before this was Game of Thrones. But it was like, yeah. it's just Game of Thrones. Like, I know season. that there's going to be stuff and then it's going to be over at some yeah. point. Right. This is like, maybe it's just forever. <laughs> <laughs> it is just forever. Yeah. It will outlive you, Car. Yeah. Do you? Th well, yeah. I mean, I don't know where this goes, Car. But if this goes in, what twenty twenty one is served up, it it's done. Like, uh, but people yeah. like it, so I don't know. It's it's gross. Uh, Black Widow, not very good, Car. Okay, House Full of Pew. Uh, she's the best part by far. Yeah, I've that's like the thing I've heard. Yes. But yeah. it is not a good it is so much like low budget atomic blonde, which is crazy because I'm sure it's mm. had a much higher budget. <laughs> yeah. But there are scenes that are just like direct lifts from atomic blonde, but much worse. Ooh. There's that like, fires me up like no other. <laughs> there's like you know where Charlize is in her, the hotel or whatever, and of there's course. like that amazing fight scene. Yes. There is a fight scene in a hotel. It ain't mm. the same. You can tell that's what they're going for. And then that transitions into like, 
basically in that exact same like subway station, you know, with the pillars. Yeah. Where there's that really tense scene in Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. And in here, it's just like villain in the worst looking outfit ever. Just yeah. like walking downstairs and looking for them, but they're hiding. Yeah. I don't understand. And if this is the send off for ScarJo mm-hmm. as Black Widow, which I am led to believe that's what this movie basically is, mm-hmm. there is no characterization or plot happening in this movie that feels like a good send off. It just feels like this could be another Marvel TV show, basically, like to fill yeah. gap between. Avengers movies or something. Well, I think it's, this is maybe like, I'm sure I like (laughs) the business reason for this, aside from like, they want to make a girl movie is (laughs) yeah to bring, to do like bring in flow pew for Hawkeye stuff. Right. Right. Like they're again, they're just, this is establishing things that will pay off never. And right. So uh, like the, maybe like the, Hey guys, this is the Black Widow send off, but like it's not. Yeah. That. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah, because there will be yeah. other Black Widows. It's just it's stupid. It's yeah. it's saying goodbye to ScarJo. I'm sure she'll show up again at some point. Yeah. Man, we gotta talk <sighs> about something we like or something at the end because <laughs> Space Jam too. Um, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I just have to say, like the CGI yeah. just looks so bad. Like this. It, it, Iron Man 2 is a very bad Marvel movie, and this mm-hmm. feels like a movie that would have come out in that exact same era. It's awful. Just bad Russian accents everywhere. Whatever his name is, I hate him. I never want to see him in a movie again. Excuse me, I have to look at what his name is. David Harbour? Yes, he was in yeah. No Sudden Move also. I'm so sick oh, of really? seeing him. I don't want to see him anymore. I get it. He was in Stranger Things or whatever. Good for him. <laughs> It's like, ooh, 80s, Russia, Cold War. Let's do a movie where he's got a Russian accent and it's the Cold War. Black Widow, stupid, hate it. (laughs) Flo Pew doing a Russian accent the whole movie. They're talking about. I love that. I love her doing a bad Russian accent. (laughs) I think that's good. There's a scene where her and ScarJo are like talking about killing people because they're like secret Black Ops Russian. You know, yeah. insurgents. And they're just in a gas station. The attendant is just like in the background staring off into nothing while they're like, yes, I killed him. And it sucks. This movie sucks. Don't watch Black Widow. It has none of the flair of Kate Shortland's short film Joy. Huh. <laughs> uh, Space Jam 2. Okay. Uh, awful. Yeah. I, I really like Space Jam 1. I know. I think people are going to watch Space Jam 2 and yeah. say, wait a minute, this is cynical. This is a cash grab. This is just like culture devouring itself. And they're going to apply that to Space Jam 1. And I don't think that's fair. I don't know if that's true. I feel like it's already happening. I mean, maybe some people, but I yeah. don't know. I, f- I feel like it... The same people. I don't know. I just figure yeah. that anyone who's like able to recognize that that one's a cash grab is able to recognize that like Space Jam one is just like cute and fun. It's also a cash grab. Well, everything that's made by <laughs> a large company is. Carly hates the big studios today. Watch well, out, Paramount. <laughs> Carly's coming. For Watch me. out, Peacock Plus or <laughs> that's whatever. That's right. 
Uh, <laughs> Boss Baby 2 available now on Peacock Plus. <laughs> Family business. Mm-hmm. Yes, day. Uh, if you want to see how far culture has fallen, compare yeah. Cash Grab Space Jam movie from 1996 or whatever yeah. to Cash Grab Space Jam movie from 2021. Right. So just depressing, and I wouldn't want my kids watching this movie because it's just, it's, Space Jam 1 is occasionally charming, and it's, it has a reverence for the Looney Tunes that I find kind of heartening. Mm-hmm. Space Jam 2 has no reverence for anything except yeah. shoving as much of it onto screen as possible at all times. Yeah. Porky Pig raps. I just feel like it's it's a movie designed to be shared on Twitter, ironically, and then that's like where we're at with movies. It's really depressing. Yeah. yeah. Like almost like it was bad on purpose because it's like more people will watch this if it's bad. No, I don't think that's true. I think people are just like. You, you don't think if this was like a middling children's movie. Like, no, kids watch movies so much they're so profitable. Like if they made a yeah. good kids movie that kids wanted to watch, that kids want to watch this though because they see it on Twitter and they're like, uh-huh, "Do you think this they sucks. do?" But I mean, like kids, like young kids, like kids, kids. Well, they don't care. They have no grounds in reality. I, they I don't just, even I guess, know. I'd be curious if they like it or not. Because they probably I, don't even get like. Isn't the whole thing is it's just like a reference pit? They don't like. They wouldn't. It's none of that would matter. It is. It. it it is, but only for ninety percent of it. Only so far as the background is full of characters from. Oh, okay. like there's a crowd during the fifty-minute-long basketball game at the end of this movie, and it's full of Game of Thrones characters. Like that's not gonna make a kid happy. That's so insane. I like the idea of like a movie being like, "Here's all this stuff we have." It's yep. so weird. Yep. Trinity from the Matrix is in there. Uh, so and like Scooby Doo and the Iron Giant, and they talk about uh, the Iron I Giant. I really feel devoid of hope. We need to talk yeah. about something good. This this was it, Car. I don't. Inside Bo Burnham. Hmm? Um. Hmm. Uh, I watched uh, Time Cop. I watched In the Heights and hated it. Oh, I know what we can talk about: Zack no. Snyder's Justice League. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. Okay, I liked it, kind of. Yeah. Okay. You didn't. No, I thought it was trash. But I thought go watch I didn't Black mind Widow, having watched it. I I implore you to go watch Black Widow and <laughs> reassess Zack Snyder's Justice League because Zack Snyder's Justice League is a movie. You know, it's an insane kind movie. Of. It's a four-hour-long, <laughs> four-by-three movie. It does. It feels like it was made by a madman. I love that though. Yeah. But like not always like I I know I know the vibe that you're talking about yes. and like that it, that's the most fun part is just yeah. like some being Vision. like everything is dark like that's yeah. fun but then there's also the part that where where it's made by a madman where it's just yeah. like not seventy well different stupid action set pieces packed one after another with like a weird speech in between each one. You you're talking about Black Widow though. You're not talking about Justice League. No, I'm also talking about Justice League. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is I, what Justice League is. To be you're, fair, you're right. But if the standards have been set, I think Justice League does that way better than most Marvel stuff I've seen. Yeah, I just I don't have a yeah recent comparison point. I just felt like there was more weight to it. There was more room to breathe, and it didn't it didn't feel like everything was just. 
it didn't feel like it was like uh, just setting up other stuff. I mean, there's tons of that going on yeah. still. But if you give Zack Snyder four hours, he'll at least tell you a story, you know, within or not. Yeah, I mean, I like I wasn't invested enough to sure. like care about any emotional arc or through line. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Um. Yeah, it does at least feel like a singular vision of a person, which is nice, I guess. That's God. The bar is so low. But yeah. Yes, the bar is extremely low. I thought I was very surprised how much effort went into the cyborg character because I expected Mm -hmm. them to just throw him to the wolves. And they actually, I thought, wrung some actual emotion out of that plot line. And I was like, huh. I think that's might be maybe the only... Like, that's the only plot line where I can actually, like, remember what was going on and remember the emotional impact of it. Like, every other sort of backstory or whatever was just like, I I can't imagine Carrie. (laughs) Like, Yeah. Yeah. And some of them, they don't even give a backstory. It's just like the Flash shows up and he's like, I'm the comic relief and I'm kind of annoying, but it's fine. There's only four hours of this (laughs) to go. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I just I, Marvel is like numbed me to like super powerful beings that can't be stopped, but then they yeah. are stopped. But when Superman came back and he's like, he was their one shot and he comes back and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to start messing stuff up. I was like, OK, this is cool. This is like this has yeah. some actual gravity to it. Sure. And framing this in like this memorial for him on this like overcast day is not something I feel like Marvel would ever do. And I was like, okay, I'm into this. This is cool. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the three hours of this movie. That's like, "Mm -hmm." I do. I don't know what it is. I just like, I don't want to set this as a standard. (laughs) I just like the idea of like this being a four hour movie and like four hour movies being out there. Like I love the idea of just something oh, being Kari. like a fulsome. Kari. I know, I know, I don't want. You are writing a blank check and know, you are mailing it to Marvel right now. What are you doing? I know, but I, like I, as I think I told you, like I, I watched this and then like the Titanic in such a short period of time. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> this is I'm having longer. so much fun here because it's like that's such a length where you're kind of forced into. I mean, like, granted, some people saw this stuff in theaters and everything, but like, yeah. you're going to chit chat during it a little bit. Oh, you yeah. don't need to catch every single little thing. Like, yeah. it's I don't know. That's fun. Your phone's battery will run out by the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Zack Snyder guarantees it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like know. that. I don't need Zack Snyder to make multiple four hour no. superhero no, no, movies. No, 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 no. But I, w- I went in with the lowest expectations and I was like, this was actually all right. Yeah, it's like this weird paradox of like, I think it's fun that, yeah, we got, he got to make his movie. We got it. It's clearly his. There's nothing about it that doesn't seem Zack Snyder-y. Yeah. But also I think it's like, just like overall a really bad movie. That's totally fair. That's kind of how I feel about Zack Snyder in general yeah. at this point. Yeah. But, uh, huh. Well, they're not making sequels or whatever, so. Because <laughs> <laughs> Joss Whedon killed it or whatever yeah. happened. I'm really interested to go watch the Joss Whedon movie and see. Gosh, they... I've heard such bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't the whole thing is he like tried to bring like the jokey Marvel stuff. Yep. And it's just like, what are you doing? Yep. And they had the CGI out. Mustache. Cavill's mustache and all that crap. Yeah, that's Sounds like hilarious. a complete nightmare. Yeah. 
Love to see it. And that's what we'll yeah. be watching for next time. Um, no, don't kidding. you <laughs> dare. God. Uh, I might walk back my uh, my one we were going to watch. I've already forget what it was. What was it? The Godfather. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, if this is available, I'd really like us to watch it, but I don't know if it's available. 2,000 people have watched it. No availability. Never mind. Not watching that one. Okay. Can I know what it was? It's this documentary that came out this year, but I don't know if it's widely available. It's all light everywhere. Mm, What's the gist of it? It's about like... Uh, the film explores the past, present, and future relationships between technology, vision, and power, from arcane oh. theories of sight to the emergence of virtual reality and police body camera programs. It's supposed that to be really sounds good. super interesting. Yeah, but I I don't think it's available to watch. Okay, it. but at some point I'd like really like to watch it. Did okay. you have one ready, Kai? Yeah, I want to watch Orphan. That scary movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. With the little yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to preface with like, this isn't a pick, obviously, but I will have watched old by the time we reconvene. Oh, nice. I can, I like I watched the Bucks game last night and yeah. there were like 5000 old trailers. That's awesome. This is the most excited I've been for a movie in such a long that sucks. time. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> it looks so fun. It does. Look I just really want to go to the theater and have so much fun. I just feel like. I'm I'm right there with you, but I just don't understand where it's like everybody hates this director, but every time a movie comes out, or even not every time, but just like this time, people are like, yeah, this is going to be sick. I think sick. it's been a minute, and I think the aesthetic of it is really good. Like, okay. the, I would say like maybe one of my number one problems with M. Night Shyamalan, like maybe pre-whatever the last one we watched with the old, well, the grandparents was. Yeah. Movies don't always look good from him. Sure. In a way that's like really sort of off-putting, I would say. I like gotcha. Signs is one of the most ugly movies I can think of. Oh, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. I really hate the all setting of like cool. the color and yeah, all of that stuff. Science with the cornfields and everything? Yeah. Uh, I mean I haven't seen it in yeah. however long, but yeah. Okay. Anywho, like I yeah, I just think and like it has like every cool actor in it and stuff, yeah. like yeah. Looks great. I really like the one with the two kids going to the. Me too. House. I thought that was a cool movie. Oh. Maybe that's also is like there's sort of a reset of like he's done doing like the. I mean, it's still the stupid twist, but they just feel yeah. like more like normal movies and not like weird mind labyrinths <laughs> that we have to go down. <laughs> like homework for a filmmaking class or something. Like, yeah. Write a screenplay. I don't know. Yeah. Make but this one, that being like, I okay. The other thing is, it's totally giving lost vibes. Like, it just yeah. they're on an island, and like, there's like codes and stuff, and it's like, yeah. oh, god, that's the best. I love codes. Oh, I'm so excited. It does look cool. Yeah, uh, I won't spoil it though. I should say. Thank you. Yes. Uh, my pick is Hard Rain. What's that? It's a Christian Slater movie from '98. Oh, cool. Okay. An armored car driver, Christian Slater, tries to elude a gang of thieves, led by Morgan Freeman, while a flood ravages the countryside. Interesting. I have never in my life heard of 90s this movie. action movie. Wow, the covers. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, it's so, hard. so interesting because Christian Slater used to look so annoying. <laughs> As opposed to now. And just... Now he's just like a kind of strange man. And that's fine. Really mean. Well, I love Christian Slater. He's Mr. Robot. Come on. Okay, fine. Yeah. You might love Hard Rain. Yeah, I'm excited. That looks fun. Okay. You said about it. 
Hard rain is a, yeah. Car. You said about it. <laughs> you said about it. What type of day was it? Car, I had a hoot and a holler today. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I think the combo of this starting at 8 p.m. and me yeah. drinking a monster ma- mango loco during oh my it. God. And it being really hot in here. Yeah. So I'm just like sweating out concentrated taurine. Every type of toxin, like yes. mental toxin, emotional toxin, and taurine. Yeah. Um, it's got guava puree in it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Car, thanks for talking about movies. Yes. Let's come back and do this some other time. Okie dokie. After we've seen Hard Rain. Yes. And yours. <sighs> yeah. <laughs>